It's time for Love Talk with the Lovelies, Kathy, Carrie, and Marley. Welcome to Love Talk, friends. I'm Kathy Indebrock here on the Bridge Austin Central Texas Christian Talk, where we are building bridges of love and leadership. It is a beautiful day in Central Texas where God is leading and working as we lead with love across Texas and across this nation. Well, friends, it's great to be with you here today. I'm in studio with my beautiful co-host, Coach Carrie Brinkater, and the marvelous Marlene McMichael. Ladies, how are you doing today? Hi, Kathy. Doing great. Doing great. Hey, Marlene. Good to see you today. You too. Yes, I'm doing well. Thank you. Uh, it's finally beginning to warm up in Texas, and the sun is shining, so we're really <laughs> happy about that. Yeah. So the freeze, the the freeze in Central Texas has kind of melted away, and the glorious sunshine has come out. Yes, ma'am. I, you know, Marlene, I I don't mind the cold weather because we get so much hot. So I'm wanting to just a little bit, you know, another cold spell. I don't care about the freeze or the snow or all of that, but just you know, some a brisk wind would be nice. Just well, that, that's because you didn't go through the deep freeze of 21, <laughs> which destroyed my house I and, know, and I know. many of my neighbors. In fact, it uh, it was. It was such a blessing. One of my neighbors texted me the night that the, that the blizzard, well, it wasn't a blizzard this time. It was just cold. Uh, you know, it was a blizzard of cold. And uh, she said, if you have any problems, let us know. And I said, well, thank you. That means so much to me because, you know, I was in the house down to studs for, five, for eight months. Uh, you know, trying to recover from that freeze, and she had trouble too. But what, what she says, yeah, my husband says I have PTSD when it comes to cold weather, and I said, I get it, I totally understand. Uh, you know, it starts getting cold, and I get nervous. So, yeah, I hear you. I, I just love that your neighbor is loving you well and mm-hmm. and checking yeah. in on you and seeing how you're doing, and that's what we're going to be talking about today is loving well, but a little bit of a twist. We're going to be talking about having fun and loving well, because I think so many times we go, oh, loving others, it's so hard. It's such a drudgery. I have to just work at it so much. You know what, friends? We can have fun. We can have fun loving others. We can be playful. And it is Valentine's Day week. And so I know that some of us are thinking, oh, I have to make the perfect plan and I have to get the cute little card. And maybe do I do chocolates this year or flowers or, you know, what do I do? And I would say, friends, take take a step back, take a breath and just have some fun. When was the last time that you had fun and were just Mm. playful with your kids? When Mm -hmm. you uh, just took a step back and were playful with your friends or with your spouse, with your partner? Um. We just want to have fun and love well. And so, you know, this year in 2024, one of the goals that Marlene and Coach Carrie and I have on Love Talk is just to kind of press in, encourage one another, help one another. And friends, we just value you. We want to take you right along with us, meet you right where you're at, and just get into God's Word together with insight and understanding to light up our path and see what he would want to do in our lives in 2024. And so today, it it is a special Valentine's Day week. This is our Valentine's Day program. And, uh, you know, we have a special week filled, filled with opportunities to love those around us. And so we might as well press into these opportunities and have a bit of fun with them. 
Are you, Marlene, Coach Curry, are you guys ready to have a little bit of fun this week instead of working so hard to love people? <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I wish I, I wish we'd have done this program 10 years ago, you know, when I was in the thick of the kids and the, the schedule and all of that. Um, but it is very applicable to all of us, no matter what stage of life we're in. Because I, I think there's times that we just get so fixated on our schedules. We get so fixated on what we have to do, what's next, and what must be done, right? Especially as women. Maybe I should just speak for myself. Um, <laughs> I have a tendency to do that, you know, be the scheduler. And I've always been so thankful that my husband is more playful. Like he has these boxes, you know, he's in his work box and when he's in his work box, he's in his work box. Don't bother him. Right. But when he's in playtime mode, he can fully be in that mode. Whereas I'm always thinking about all the boxes altogether. <laughs> they always <laughs> mesh together. So this program today is so refreshing and it's just a good reminder to, like you said, Kathy, take a breath and just look forward to laughing and being joyful and being playful um, with your friends and with your family and with those around you, for sure. Well, and I'll tell you, ladies, so, I mean, I think it is so important to really just use these opportunities that we have during Valentine's Day week to love others. We actually have organized a very special guest for today's program. Yes. And, friends, you are going to have your socks blown off. So you might want to put a pair of shoes on over those socks because they're going to be coming right off your feet. She is absolutely amazing, and I'm just so looking forward to um, introducing her to you in just a moment. She has been leading retreats and speaking at women's conferences for over the past 16 years and um, I got to meet her and uh, just to be a part of a retreat that she was the, the speaker at this last year. And I was just so blown away. And I got her book called The Sacred Mundane, How to Find Freedom, Purpose, and Joy. And wow, what an incredible book. We're looking forward to sharing her with you. And, you know, I, we, I was really trying to figure out what key verse do we use for a Valentine's Day program because there's so many key verses about loving one another. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we know that God has called us to love him with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, to love our neighbor as ourselves. We know that every single command and word of any prophet that has ever been spoken can be summarized in that in loving the Lord our God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving our neighbor as ourselves. So we know that love, that's the overarching thing. But, you know, I wanted to choose this really simple scripture out of Galatians 5 in our New Testament. And it's just simply this. And, friends, I'm sure that those listeners, 99% of you have heard this. And so I just want you to think about it afresh. It is this. The fruit of the Spirit mm. is love, joy, Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, against such things, there is no law. And when I saw this, uh, when I was writing this program, I saw, I never really recognized that love and joy are the first two fruits of the Spirit. And when you look in all the different translations, love and joy are the first two fruits of the Spirit. And I think it's so cool because when I think about little babies, no one has to teach them to have joy. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, their faces just light up and they giggle at the smallest of things. No one has to teach a little one 
to to love, to grab a hold of their mama, to want to touch her face, to want to cuddle in and cuddle up close. And, you know, as we grow up, we learn how to love well. We learn how to have joy amidst hardship. But those first two elements of the fruit of the spirit show up in the littlest, tiniest babes without us having to teach them anything. And I think that that is that is ours for today, that the, that that love and that joy, friends, it is there and we can pour some water on it to, to help it grow a bit. But it's it's there for you to step into today. Mm-hmm. I, I love that today we're going to discuss how to get back to the basics of that, Kathy, right? To get back to that childish joy um, and by simply having fun with those around us. And this is a perfect scripture. I had never thought about that either, that love and joy are first. Um, and there's obviously a reason for that. Um, I think from love and joy flow some of the other fruit of the spirit. Um, they have to be individually cultivated within us. That is for sure. Um, and when we're talking about the fruit of the spirit, I, I fully believe that, you know, some of us are bent in certain directions. Like some of us are just peaceful people, right? Uh, we just like peace and that one's easy for us, but maybe some of us have a harder time with self-control or gentleness, right? Um, And so we each have to figure that out. Um, But love and joy today will be our focus, and I'm super excited about it. Well, Kathy, do you want to introduce our guest? I would love to. So, friends, our special guest today is Kari Patterson. She is wife of 20 years to Pastor Jeff and homeschooling mama to Dutch, Heidi, Justice, and Ben. Yes, Four littles, ages 17, 15, 5, and 3. Wow. She holds a master's degree in pastoral studies from Multnomah Biblical Seminary. She has enjoyed teaching scripture retreats and conferences for over the past 16 years. She has five ebooks and her paperback book, The Sacred Mundane, How to Find Freedom, Purpose, and Joy, is now available. And I love this. A hundred percent of her proceeds go to women and children in need through World Vision. And friends, we're just so looking forward to everything that she has to share with us today. Welcome to Love Talk, Kari Patterson. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Well, we have uh, an opening question that we love to ask our first-time guests, and where I'm just so excited to hear because I actually have not heard this story from you. Would you be willing to share with our listeners how you first came to know that Jesus loves you? Hmm. Great question. I love how you word that, um, came to know that Jesus loves me. I would say that, thankfully, I had two amazing parents who genuinely reflected the love of God to me. Um, my mom has since passed away, and my dad is still around. And I remember being five years old and, you know, praying to give my heart to Jesus. Um, but truly my parents definitely reflected how much God loved me and that they were unconditional, um, in their love for me. They were genuine. There wasn't, they weren't putting on a show. Um, but then I would say when I graduated high school, so I had been a a Christian and I would say I followed Jesus as much as pleased me if you will. So, uh, you know, when it was convenient to me, follow Jesus, sort of put him on my resume, put him on my letterman jacket, you know, Jesus. Um, but when I graduated from high school, I made a hard decision to leave a relationship, uh, with someone that didn't, didn't, wasn't a Christian. And at that 
point, it was like choosing, I am going to follow you with all of my heart. You're going to be the Lord of my life. And it was like God swooped down and revealed himself to me. And I all of a sudden had a lot of free time because I had no relationships <laughs> and no Valentine's Day dates, that's for sure. And um, I started reading scripture for the very first time and started in Psalms. And it was just like every Psalm was him. He was there. And um, so that was at 18 that God began just filling me with um, his joy and his presence and his love. And um, so I'm very grateful to have come from uh, you know, a family that definitely displayed God's love for me. But 18 was when I said, okay, I'm willing to let your love take over my life. And he did. He whooshed in and took over. <laughs> wow. He whooshed in. Isn't it interesting? Marlene was actually talking about this before the program today, that, you know, the joy a lot of times in our lives comes after something really, really hard. Yeah. Right. Marlene, Absolutely. you want to expand on that? Cause that was your, your, your words. Right. I mean, even in, in Psalms, you mentioned Psalms. It, it says that the joy comes in the morning. Well, what happened before morning? It was nighttime. And <laughs> so I, I actually think that love and joy are the two most powerful tools we have yeah. as Christians. One love is it's because we have to suffer. Basically, we have to come out of ourselves and think to benefit others, mm. you know. And, and I know in your ministry, you've done that many times. Uh, even with your book proceeds, you're doing that. You're you're thinking beyond yourself and you're thinking about others. That is powerful. It's hard, but it's powerful. And it produces joy. Yeah. Uh, that's the interesting thing. I know that my daughter, when, when I was carrying her, my, my husband had convinced me it was a boy. So we had all boy clothes. And that was before you checked, you know, you, it was, I, I, I admit I'm getting into my senior years. And so that was not something that was happening uh, in that day. But the scripture verse that was so powerful to me was the joy of the Lord is your strength. And if you have joy, you have God and you have power. And so I asked him what the Greek word for joy was, and it's Kara or Kara. And that's her name. And <laughs> it was a boy. And they told me that. I went, why is it a boy? Because I was convinced. If, I mean, why is it a girl and not a boy? And because he so convinced me it was going to be a boy. And they asked me, what's her name? And I said, Kara. Oh, I love that story, Marlene. Friends, we are going to hear more about love and joy and Valentine's Day. Do you need a few ideas for this Valentine's Day? Friends, you're going to want to stay with us and hear everything that Kari Patterson has to share. We're going to get a word from our sponsors, and then we will be right back with you. Stay with us. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at Casa at 334-7300. 
They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Are you looking for a new church home? Or maybe you're new to the area. Either way, we here at First Baptist Church Pflugerville would love to welcome you to visit with us this Sunday at 11 a.m. for our worship service. We have a myriad of different grow groups at 9.30 a.m. And if you need more information, just click the big orange New Here button on our website, fbcpville.org. We hope to connect with you in the near future. And we hope that when you do visit with us, you'll feel like family here. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-2580. Or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk. You found the love, ladies. It is so great to have you with us today. We are blessed by you. We pray that you are blessed by us. We are having a fun conversation today with our new friend, Kari Patterson. She is the author of several ebooks and a paperback book called Sacred Mundane, How to Find Freedom, Purpose, and Joy. And, you know, it's just refreshing to me to talk about joy this time of year. I know that Valentine's Day can really be sad for some, right? It's hard for a lot of people. Um, But we can find joy when we look for it. As adults, I really believe that we must choose joy, that it is our honor, it's our privilege, it's our duty to choose joy every day. Um, after my dad passed away, my mom and I were having a conversation, and it, it actually might have been right before my dad passed away. It was really difficult. She'd had a difficult few years just caring for my dad and um, we were just talking about joy one day, and I, I just expressed that to her. I just said, Mom, I think at some point, you know, it becomes a choice, um, even when it's super, super hard. And my mom is always been a beautiful person, always. And um, ever since then, I tell you what, Mom just, she she made a decision. She's like, you know what, Carrie, yeah, golly. I, I got to choose this every day, and she's so precious, she's just so lovely, and I I looked up to her so much that through even through a very very difficult and hard time, my mom was choosing joy. And Kari, I, I mean, you have expressed that we can get so kind of bogged down in um, just the day to day that we forget that the mundane is is fun. Yeah, <laughs> the mundane. Yeah. It's fun. Instead of saying, I have to go to work, we can say, I get to go to work. I get to go pick up the kids from school. I get to do homework with them, right? That is a joy. That is a pleasure. So in this fun week that, you know, society is Valentine's Day, right? Are you planning anything special for (laughs) your husband or for your children? Or is this just something that you guys kind of 
practice on a day-to-day basis? <laughs> yeah, great question. I was kind of laughing that it was Valentine's Day because, well, first off, I would say this is going to air, you know, before Valentine's Day. So I can't give away all the, you know, my parent, my husband and kids will listen. Ah. But then the reality is that they're going to listen and go, Mom, you never do anything for Valentine's Day. Don't don't act like you're going to do something funny. (laughs) You never do. Um, So I do appreciate you giving me that. uh, That I probably won't do a lot of, you know, pink cookies or uh, chocolates or balloons or anything. Our daughter's Mm -hmm. birthday is right after Valentine's Day. So uh, she's kind of the focal point of Valentine's week. Um, But I do try to keep things fun and make them smile and laugh, which we're going to talk lots about. Um, But yeah, I'm kind of a Valentine's Day dud. So if you're out there and you're like, I, I just, there's, there's just so much going on. It's a day just like every other day. Um, but if you do do that, I am cheering you on. I think that that's amazing. So there, I'm just being honest. <laughs> I, I'm right there with you. I'm kind of a Valentine's Day dead as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness, y'all. I always do a little something. I have to. I have three girls, and oh. we always do a little something. But now, Kari, I, I just I'm so excited to kind of get into – uh, just everything that you would share with us today and all of your insight and all of your, the, the, the wisdom, everything that God has taught you. There was one statement I want to discuss from your book. Mm-hmm. It was on page um, 108, friends, if y'all ever remember that, for the ones who go and, and grab this book, Sacred Mundane, How to Find Freedom, Purpose, and Joy. And you say this, God taught me how to love by stripping me of control. And when I read that, I thought, oh, that cannot be right. Like, mm-hmm. she, what what, does, what on earth does she mean by that, that God would teach us how to love by stripping us of control? Can you, you know, even, I don't know if you can apply that then to this Valentine's Day, which is about loving well. Mm-hmm. Make, can you make sense of that yeah. for us? Yeah, I think, you know, I was thinking about a, a very mundane uh illustration for that and then I'll explain it a little bit more but I was thinking about this just yesterday was opening up the fridge something that we all do every day right opening up the fridge and I needed to grab a carton of milk for the kids and it's kind of in the back a little bit and in front of it is a big jug of orange juice right so I have some options I can reach back and I can try as hard as I can to get that that milk carton and I can, you know, try to wedge it out and, and, and shove it out and turn it sideways. And the milk is probably going to be spilling. And, you know, you're looking at me like, what are you, what are you talking about? Of course you should just move the thing that's in the way, right? Move the orange juice jug and then you'll be able to pull out the milk. And I think of it like that with control, like control. And I, and I didn't realize this until God began stripping me of it, that control is that thing that's in the way. And we can try to love, but okay, if I just keep trying this love thing, but as long as that control thing is in the way, it's going to be, it's not going to be working. It's not going to be easy. And and this was years and years and years ago. I think it's in a little book called The Gospel Primer, Um, but it talks about the idols of the heart and the four idols of the heart being uh, approval, success, control, and comfort. And usually our, our personality, we may have some proclivities toward a certain one. Um, I've taught at this, taught this at retreats over the years, and I had one older woman uh, give a great insight, which was that she could see how the idols of our heart would change through our lifetime. 
So mm-hmm. maybe in our 20s, we're more prone to the idol of approval. Mm-hmm. In our 30s, we're more prone to the idol of success. Mm-hmm. In our 40s, as our kids start being out of our control, I'm in that season right now with teens, maybe we have the idol of control. And then later on in life, when things are more difficult, we may have an idol of comfort. But our, my point in that is that when we have that idol, we choose that over loving well. So if I have the idol of approval, I'm going to do whatever I need to get approval. That may not be loving people well for their own sake. Similarly, with success, I'm going to be looking out for self with control. That's the one that I mentioned in the book and that's front and center in my life. Um, is if I am looking for ways to control or be in control or keep things so that they're not stressful for me, I am not looking for ways to be laying down my life for the sake of others. And so that control thing is something uh, that we we do have to deal with in order to love well. And so in the book, I kind of share a story of when we planted a church. And um, I don't remember how much I get into it, but we, we planted this church uh, 11 and a half years ago. And I told the Lord, like, who are these people who are coming to this church? What, they're, why are you sending all the hard ones? You know, and a church plant, a church plant is tiny, so you can't. It's not like a big church where you can just go hang out with your people. You know, you're all together. And so we're telling the Lord, like, I my problem is I don't love these people. Like, if I'm honest, I don't love them. They bug me. They're difficult. They're not who I would choose to to do life with or be friends with. And so. I asked him, please, I remember where I was sitting on my kitchen counter and just said, Lord, teach me how to love. And uh, I share about it in the book, but he sent all these incredibly crazy circumstances into our lives, um, stripping me of control. But And obviously, we're all still in process, so he's still doing that. But that's what I would explain a little bit more about. As long as we have those idols of the heart, those things keep us from loving well. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It, it makes perfect sense. And I, I love, I mean, wow, that's it. That's like a big handprint on your face, like slapping you. <laughs> you know, what idol is keeping you from loving well? Are you constantly seeking approvals so your defenses are always up um, and you're not able to really receive the love that somebody's giving you because maybe they're not saying it the right way. Maybe they're whatever. They're not doing it the right what the way you think they should do it. And so, wow, yeah, that's um that's powerful, Kari. That's really powerful. So you keep saying that, okay, the Lord stripped you of control, the Lord sent some circumstances. Can you just give us one example, concrete? where we can, that we might be able to just glean a little of your wisdom from that God said, you know what, Kari, I'm going to take this away from you, or I'm going to show you where you're really seeking control, that he, he stripped you of control. It sounds painful. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, man, in my mind, I'm trying to think which one. Um, no, which one, they, right? Well, and I'll just, just briefly, I'm going to mention a couple things, a few things, because maybe some different women listening, different people listening will be able to identify it. But um, in the, the very first thing that came to mind was he had a series of people live with us. So mm-hmm. a woman who had been homeless and been drug addicted for a long time, another woman who was coming out of addiction. Um, so having a lot of different types of people live with us over the years. Um, was really had some different challenges that was really, really good. Um, my mom had Parkinson's for 20 years. And so helping to care for her in her very later years, um, there's no control in that, right? You don't get to pick. So I had, I had babies 
Um, at the same time, we were, you know, diapers and depends, I say, at the same time. Um, and then walking through death with her uh, while having babies at the same time and teenagers. And, you know, you can't you can't schedule any of those things um, and look back at some of the the end months um, that were, you know, could get into stories, but um, that were almost humorous in how challenging they were, um, but sad and hard, too. And. Um, and then that was, you know, we all had we all had the, the pandemic. <laughs> and I'll just say that as church leaders, um, that was a really tricky season and definitely felt like there were a lot of things outside of our control. So I'm just tossing a few out there. Um, we had some we also had some pregnancy loss through the years. Um, there are just a lot. My dad now has cancer walking through him with that. I mean, you know, you all could you all could toss in the into the uh, the mix the different things that you walk through, but all of those things remind us that we're not in control. Wow. And so Kari, when I was um, kind of just emailing back and forth with you um, in preparation for the program to just, you know, kind of understand what the Lord is doing in your life, you made this statement. You said that when he takes, con- he, he kind of strips mm. us of control and we are willing to realize that he has got this whole gig under control, it frees up us up to have more fun. And when you've just listed everything that you've listed, I don't like, I don't think fun. Yeah. I think <laughs> very difficult, very hard. I don't know if I could walk through all of that. I would be in bed, not wanting to get out of bed. So how, how is that, that we can, you know, not just find solace, Mm-hmm. That God truly is sovereign Lord, but that how does how can we then turn to say, okay, then I'm going to have fun with this? Yeah, it's a great question, and it, certainly you know I don't want to paint a false picture. I wasn't like you know giggling through all of this or anything, <laughs> um, but I will say one thing that that transformed my perspective. Psalm 73. Um, if you're listening and you want to look there sometime, Psalm 73 has been incredibly powerful in my life. And the gist of Psalm 73 is basically um, the psalmist, Asaph, looking around at the world and going, okay, um, this doesn't seem fair. Like, if I can just be so honest, Lord, and and I had some some moments definitely over the years of going, um, okay, this doesn't seem right. My mom loves you with all of her heart, and she is suffering more than I've ever seen anyone. I love you and am seeking you and you told us to have more children and we've now lost three through miscarriage. How is this right? You know, looking around and going during this pandemic, we are seeking you and trying to do what is right. And it just feels like hard thing after hard thing after hard thing. And you read through Psalm 73 and, and you, you get this tone of kind of bitterness and you're like, I have tried and I've tried and you know what, Lord, it's just not really working out. And I love the psalmist honesty. I think honesty is the first step to joy. (laughs) Uh, But then he gets to verse 16 and he says, but when I thought how to understand this, it seemed to me a wearisome task. Mm. And I'm like, you think (laughs) when I, so the picture for me is when I try to make myself boss of this whole gig. And what I mean is just, and I need to try to figure out who should be doing what and why did this happen to me? And why did this happen to her? And how come he didn't have this happen, but he did. When I get myself in that place, it is a wearisome task. My shoulders were never built to carry that kind of load. My mind was not crafted to be able to manage the understanding of the world. So 
I need to just fire myself from all of that, right? And say, God, all I know is that you are good. And at the very end, the psalmist says, it is good for me to be near God. Mm. And that is bottom line is I know that the good life for me, and that is the life I know, I, I know I don't sound very funny or fun right now. <laughs> I'm actually a pretty intense person, but that the good life for me is being near God. And I do not, and I will refuse to let my mind go to trying to do all the ins and outs of why this happened or didn't happen. And I am going to be that child from Psalm 131 that's like a wean child who just trusts my Lord and I can go, you know what? I can even have a little bit of fun. I can tell some jokes with my kids. I can watch some funny videos. I can goof off with them because God has this whole thing taken care of and I don't need to take it on. Does that make sense? That to me has been truly, I mean it, transforming in my life. But here's what I love is that I think a lot of times we're afraid to get raw with those emotions mm. and cry out to the Lord and just be honest, right? And yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit angry, God. Like, I, I'm carrying this. It's hard. I don't get it. And why? Yeah. Right? Um, we might see, we might feel like that's disrespectful, that we're just supposed to praise God, that we're supposed to be thankful in all circumstances. And we know that deep down. But that's, that's real life day to day. Okay, God, this stinks. And Kari, it's interesting, you know, the journey that I was talking about my mom walking through is my dad had Parkinson's. Okay. And, you know, so that journey is hard. Yeah. I, I get it. Like, I am right there with you. Yeah. And so being able to find just a glimmer of hope in that is, is I, I, I completely identify with, with that. But you're right. Asaph comes full circle and he goes, okay, Lord, I don't get it. I'm a little bit angry. I'm a little bit frustrated. I'm, I, I don't think this is fair. I don't, I don't understand, but you know what? I know I need to be close to you. Yeah. At the end of the day, <laughs> we got to be close to him. Yeah. No matter what we're walking through. Absolutely. Yeah. So. I think that one of the things the Lord's dealing with me about, and, and maybe you, you guys can relate, um, is I don't think we make God big enough. Right. He's yeah. not big enough. He's not real enough. He's not um, present enough in our mind's eye. And we need to correct our vision. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, Because, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Bible is set in very tumultuous times. We're living in very tumultuous times. It's it's not, you know, that comfort and control that you were talking about and the, the you know, you want success and approval. We teach our kids to want all those things, and yet that's not the world they live in. And and the reality is we, we you know, most of us as Americans need to flip that and say, those, you really don't want those things. You want God to be in control. And mm. I just, um, he just... He's got to be bigger in our lives, and your your message is is on point. That mm. it just says that over and over again. So, Kari, do you when when we talk about um, you know I I love what Marlene is saying. Like, you know, we have to like God is so much bigger, so much beyond. His thoughts are so much higher than our thoughts, and I love that you said our mind is not crafted mm-hmm. to understand the management of this whole mm-hmm. world, like mm-hmm. the whole universe that he's holding the stars in place, that 
all of creation is held together by him and through him. I mean, that is just a mind-blowingly big God. I think even when we see him face-to-face, we're still not going to fully comprehend how huge our God is. And when I talk about how huge he is, I also talk about how loving he is. The fact that everything he does, every single thing he does, everything he allows, everything he brings together is from a father's heart that loves and a creator's heart that gives. How, how, how can we put ourselves in a position to receive that? I mean, that, that is hard to receive something that you don't really understand. Hmm. That for me? Yeah. <laughs> that one's for you. Oh, <laughs> That's no, for boy. you. <laughs> I, I think, I mean, my, my only answer is just, is just con- day by day. You know, putting putting yourself in his word, putting yourself in his presence, receiving from him. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I don't think we're going to understand it, but but I think I wouldn't be overly concerned with that. You know, mm. I, I I it's like I'm the child. And so he can he can disperse to me at his will what he wants me to know and receive. And if I stay in his word, which, you know, if you hear me talk, I'm the crazy lady about raise your Bible. Um, <laughs> if you're in his, his word every day, it's going to be deposited more and more into our hearts. So, mm, And I, I love all of the joy that is in his word that, you yeah. know, when he writes, he writes from a, a, a heart of love that when we talk about the fruits of the spirit, that the love and the joy and the peace and the gentleness all, every single word that is written in our Bibles is written from that spirit. So, yeah. I mean, if we want to receive all of that, if we want to water all of those seeds in our lives, I mean, I think you're right. We get into God's word. And I love in your book, you say that you reached a point where you realized, oh, my goodness, I can read through the entire Bible in one year if I only read four chapters a day. Yeah. And um, so you've probably read through the Bible, I'm guessing, about 10, 15 times by now. 20, 25. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, wow. I love that. <laughs> that oh, is wow. incredible. So I, I want, can you talk towards this? Because, um, you know, when you're talking about all of these, these things and, and accepting that God is sovereign over everything mm. and that he is loving and that we need to step back and be willing to step into life with a playful spirit, Mm. trusting him. That is not the voice of our culture. Our culture says that we are owed a a good life, that God owes us blessing, that if he truly loves us, he will make life easy and he only wants us to be happy. So whatever it takes for us to do to make ourselves happy, God will put his stamp of approval on that. Um, is it is it wrong to want to say that God just wants us to be happy and to pursue mm-hmm. happiness, or how do we put that in its proper yeah. place? Yeah, great question. Um, speaking to the sort of sort of playfulness, is that a definitely something that um, I feel like even as believers we can miss. We can become things can become very heavy. Um, and I was thinking about people, a few people that have impacted me. And after my mom passed away, excuse me, which she was very joyful um, to the very end of her life after suffering for 20 years, I found this quote that she had written and I put it on my fridge and she had written, count the day lost in which your children have not laughed. And I thought, and my mom loved Jesus. She's an amazing mom. And I thought, I, that isn't usually what we think of. We think of discipline. We think of 
training them. We think of, right? We don't think of, have I, have I been a joy to my children today? And I think of my dad who they were married for 51 years and four days and he fed her, cleaned her, took care of her to the very end. And his goal was always every morning to make her laugh before she got out of bed. Sorry. And, um, and I go, you know, okay, let's talk about Valentine's day. That's romance, right? That is love is when your wife can't speak, can't use her hands, can't clean herself, can't dress herself, that you still attempt to make her laugh before she gets, before you get her out of bed every morning. Um, and so for 51 years and four days, he did that. He made that his goal. And I see that in his life now, too, as he's battling leukemia for the last few years. It's hard. We go in for blood transfusions three times a week. It's a challenging season. He had a bone marrow biopsy this week, and he still, he, he makes people laugh. You know, at, at the as he's getting a bone marrow biopsy, he's making the nurses laugh. And and my point with all of that is I truly think that um, there is this sense that when we know that God is good, that he loves us, and that when he is in control, we can just simmer down a little <laughs> on feeling like we need to be angry about everything. You know, we need to have a hot take on every issue. We need to, you know, tell everybody what we think about everything. And we can just go, you know, how can I bless someone today? How can I love them? How can I make them laugh? Um, and I, I know we're, we're getting short on time here, but I wanted to, to chime in, too, that, you know, the context of that, the joy of the Lord is our strength, is the children of Israel had realized that they had not been following God and they're, they're weeping, their hearts are heavy, they're grieving. And, the, and so the leaders stop everyone and go, hold on, we need to have a party. What we need to do right now is celebrate. And I've seen, especially with my children, I worked for years trying to do just the right, you know, just the right devotional habit where we did this and this and this and everybody sit still and everybody do this thing and we need to do the right devotions. And about eight months ago or so, I was like, okay, this isn't, no one's having fun. <laughs> so, Kari, yeah, I'm going to have, you're going to, okay. Oh, okay, so sorry. friends, we are going to hear yep. more about this. The joy of the Lord is our strength. How to have fun, how to be mm. playful, how to fill your home with laughter. We'll be right back with you with Kari Patterson after this, friends. Stay with us. Don't wait. Score the best deal on the home of your dreams at the three-time awarded Community of the Year Santa Rita Ranch. With top-rated amenities and school districts, our 20 available move-in ready homes priced from the 200s won't last long. See for yourself why 2,000-plus neighbors love life at the ranch. For more information, visit us at SantaRitaRanch.com. SantaRitaRanch.com. Are you recovering from an injury, need to regain your health, or simply want to improve your golf swing? HeartFlex can help. HeartFlex is an innovative exercise tool for all fitness levels. Made in the USA, HeartFlex has helped countless Texans improve their fitness by increasing strength, boosting circulation, maximizing flexibility and endurance, and speeding recovery from surgery. It's small, portable, and lightweight. HeartFlex can be used standing, sitting, or lying down. No springs or rubber bands to snap back and cause injury. At less than $40, shipping is free and 
Land has a 30-day money-back guarantee. Nothing can stop you from improving your health today. You can learn more and to order yours, visit HeartFlexUSA.com. That's HeartFlexUSA.com. Hi, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression? Have rebellious kids or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go to www.letspraytoday.com and click on shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you Welcome back to Love Talk, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock in studio with Coach Carrie Brinkater and the marvelous Marlene McMichael with special guest Kari Patterson. Friends, we are talking about having fun and loving well and having so much fun talking about this Valentine's Day and bringing joy and laughter into the home. Friends, if you have missed our first two segments, you can go back to our archives at Love Talk Network. Com and you can get the program there. You can also go to our our podcast at Love Talk, all one word, Love Talk, all one word network, and uh, you can get that from our podcast anytime. Well, Kari, when we were going out at the last segment, you were right in the middle of sharing with us something that you realized with your kiddos and a change that you made in our family. I'd love for you just to pick up and finish that story for us. Yeah, so I realized we were coming out of a season um, of a lot of hard, a lot of heavy. My mom had passed away. We'd come through COVID. I mean, you guys know the deal. It had been a hard season. My dad had been in the hospital with leukemia, and I kind of had this idea, you know, I think a lot of moms do, like, we got to get these devotions in, you know, we got to check these boxes of the things that we've done. And it just wasn't working. I was angry, very angry, frustrated. We were living with my dad. We didn't have anywhere to, we didn't have our own space. Jeff and I were sleeping on the floor. Um, just a lot of stresses. And I thought, okay, something needs to change. So we started simply every evening with our teens doing one psalm and then conversation cards. And maybe a funny video. And some of you are probably familiar with conversation cards. There's Higa ones. There's, you know, talking point cards. There's uh, Delve Deep. There's all these different brands. Some of them are better than the others. But we started just talking. And our our 17-year-old son would show us a funny video. And we'd read a Proverbs. And then we would pray together. And over the course that we've been doing this for eight months now, it has just transformed we, we laugh together. We talk about things. We pray together. And, and I bring this up because, you know, in the Old Testament, they have these feasts and we have these, these different um, things that we're told to do and to remember. And sometimes we can get so caught up in doing the thing, right? And, okay, we're going to have our Seder dinner and we're going to, you know, read the script and we're going to do it just this way. And I, I don't want my kids to look back and say, we did all these religious activities while mom was mad at us. I mean, I just cannot imagine a worse thing for them to take into adulthood versus what if they said, my mom loved Jesus and she was hilarious or my mom loved Jesus and she made me smile every day or I looked forward. This makes me emotional. I looked forward to being home with her because she just made everything a little lighter and life is heavy for our kids. Life is heavy for our husbands. This world is heavy. Every, everything is heavy. 
And my point with all of this is just that we can love others by just being someone who's like, makes you smile, makes someone laugh. It could be, you know, the lighthearted text message. It could be the, the goofy thing. My, my daughter always says, you are the weirdest mom I have ever known. She's like, I'm t- she's taking videos of me doing bizarre things going, you're so weird. Um, I'm like, great. Awesome. I want to be. And, and again, hear my heart. I'm not saying that, that we're flippant. It's the opposite. I'm not saying we don't take things seriously. The opposite, right? I'm saying we're in the word every day. We're doing life with God. We're pouring out our hearts to him of why things are hard. We're doing that with him so that then we can go out into the world and go, I wonder how I can make the cashier smile. You know, I wonder how I could say something a little bit funny to make someone go, oh, oh, wow. Like I haven't, I haven't laughed. I think a lot of people haven't laughed. So um, I really do. I just want to, I want to plead with anyone listening that there is a connection between trusting who God says he is and having a childlike lightness to life that I honestly think a lot of people are dying for. They desperately want some joy. They desperately want to know the weight of the world is not on my shoulders. I don't have to carry this thing. Um, and, I, and just briefly, too, I wanted to chime in. This doesn't mean that we don't take responsibility for the things that are our responsibility. But even the things that are my responsibility aren't really my responsibility. If you, you hear my heart, I was seeking God at length in the last couple of weeks about different schooling things for my kids. You know, there are all these different ages. And just reminded over and over and over, the Lord, the Lord has them. The Lord will provide. And he did. He came through with these different options for them. And it's just another opportunity for me to go, oh, wow, God is in charge. I am not. I can just chill out a little bit, honestly, and enjoy life, enjoy the beauty of this world, enjoy the food he's given us, enjoy the company he's given me, and trust that he is going to take care of all these things. So that is my my, my heart's plea um, for, for moms, for women, for people, um, that we would just know how good God is and how he truly is in charge um, of all of all of these things. Hmm. I love that. Amen. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. Trusting who God says he is and having a childlike joy in life. Those two are connected. I, that is, thank you for that, Kari. You know, and Marlene has talked um, a couple of times on this program um, over the last months about just heading to the grocery store and smiling. Right. Yeah. Smiling at the person you're passing, saying good morning, good afternoon, whatever. Um, because wow, it makes a huge difference in people's lives. It really yeah. does. Well, um, it, makes, it makes a difference in your own life too. Absolutely. When, like Kari says, you can, when you can laugh and you can have joy, well, Bible says that's medicine. Yeah. <laughs> so that is good it, medicine. It heals yeah. the heart. It does heal the heart. It, it really does. You know, I love what your mom said. Count the day lost in which your children have not laughed, right? Mm-hmm. I think we can replace, if we're empty nesters, if we're mm-hmm. in a, or maybe we don't have children yet, yeah. um, we can replace that with count the day lost in which your spouse has not laughed, yeah. in which your um, friend, best yeah. friend, yeah. has not laughed. Um, 
you know, and that doesn't mean I am not naturally a funny person, but much like you, my kids call me weird. And I love that because I sing about, I make up songs and I sing about stuff and they're like, oh my gosh, mom, why do you have to sing about the toilet or whatever it is, right? And um, so, but that's just... I mean, that's my way. Mm-hmm. I, I don't make jokes really naturally. Um, and so, but it, yes, bringing a lightness, making yeah. fun of ourselves, yes. making fun of our little quirks, because we all have them, right? Is yeah. <laughs> so much better than being angry about them, right? Um, and I, I, I really can appreciate that saying, you know, I want my kids to look back and go, golly, my parents were so weird but I want to bring my I want to bring my friends home to meet them I because they're just so fun and they're so relatable and you know I I I really resonate with that for sure yeah you know I love there's a scripture that says um this is the day the Lord has made I will rejoice and be glad in it and you know when I look at you you look at when he is making the sunsets when he's made creation he has used his full palette of colors And I truly believe that every single day that he has made, he has built into it joy and love and peace and gentleness and kindness because it's his creator's heart. So whatever he makes, his his spirit is infused into that creation. And so I think every time that we wake up and we acknowledge, well, this is the day that that the Lord has made. There has been joy built into that day for us. Mm -hmm. And so are we willing to see it and receive it and walk in that joy and then share it with those around us, right? I mean, it's not just for us to enjoy. It's definitely to share with those around us. And, Kari, I just appreciate so much. You know, I think that what he says, what um, he has whispered in those quiet places that we are to proclaim on the rooftops, and I know I haven't gotten that exactly right, but I love that everything that he has walked you through you then from your life you go and you share that mm-hmm. with others mm-hmm. and truthfully and genuinely not in a false christian everything is perfect but in a this is life yeah. and this is how it can be beautiful and this is what relationship with the lord looks like i just have gotten so much thank you so much for mm-hmm. um for everything is we, we want it, Kari, we, we do want people to be able to get in touch with you. And I'm also thinking of all of the women's ministry directors and church leaders that are listening to this program and want to get you at their retreat. How can they get a hold of you? Uh, the easiest way is my website, which is just my name, Kari, K-A-R-I, Patterson.com. That is definitely the easiest. So. I haven't blogged in a long time, so don't judge me on my blog. <laughs> but you can contact me there. And, um, yeah, I have some different options for topics and all that kind of stuff. So I'd love to hear from you. There's a contact uh, link on there. So Excellent. if you just want to say hi, it's great. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Kari, thank you so much for being with us thank today. You. Again, friends, um, Kari's book, I highly recommend you, you go grab it. You can find it at KariPatterson.com or you can find it on Amazon as well. Sacred Mundane, How to Find Freedom, Purpose, and Joy. And, you know, friends, this joy comes from the Lord. And if you have questions about, okay, I I kind of hear what y'all are saying, but I don't know how to get this joy in the Lord. I don't even know where to start. Well, I would tell you to 
find a church. Friends, find a community um, that is in the word, that is opening the scripture, that is preaching from the Bible, that they're not taking away any scriptures, that they're not adding scripture, that they are preaching from the word. If you have questions about that and you're in this area, we can point you to a local church that you can where you can plug in and you can find a community to surround yourself with. I tell you what, life is meant to be in community. So plug in somewhere, friends. Um, you can find us on lovetalknetwork.com. You can find our, uh, our podcast um, anywhere. And it's Love Talk, all one word. And you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Love Talk Radio. We're so grateful that you've been with us today. Uh, our amazing guest, Kari Patterson. Thank you. I'm Coach Carrie Thank Brickier you. for Marlene McMichael and Kathy Enderbrock. We'll see you next time right here on Love Talk.